other person can have, let's say, a red mark or a scratch. Hey, good morning, good afternoon. This is David Kohlmeyer, the Problem Solver, here at Sticky Paws Studio. How are you today? Thank you so much for joining the show. Every single week, we have amazing people coming on the show, helping me solve problems. I am the Problem Solver, but there are other Problem Solvers in Las Vegas, Henderson and North Las Vegas, that are basically helping people. Every single week, we bring these great people on and to basically solve problems and then to basically get information for people in the community uh, about what nonprofits, what people are doing to help other people, how they're solving problems in general. As usual, I am 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can text and call me for any specific problem. I can be reached at 702-400-7474. Again, 702-400-7474. You can call me at 3 a.m. and I will respond back to you and telling you what to do, where to go, you know, whatever you need. Again, I am the problem solver, the retired police officer, 17 years in law enforcement, six years working with different law firms, and now I'm helping people for free, totally for free, just trying to help people in general, guide them through uh, the process of the justice system or problems that they may have. I'm not specifically giving legal advice if that's something that a lawyer needs to do. We have different law firms that we work with. And otherwise, my goal is to basically kind of guide people through the process or refer them to the right people. And again, I'm David Colmai, the Problem Solver. Thanks for joining the show. Today, I have a lovely guest to my left. It's Shauna Gonzalez. Hey. Project for Humanity, which is a major deal in Las Vegas. Um, I'm sure a lot of people don't even know about the great work that you do, and that's why I wanted to bring you on the show today. So thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you. So real quickly... Um, you know, we've met a few times and we've posted social media and stuff and seen different events. And I love what you're doing because you're always doing things that are like community outreach. And I'm always like, I want to get involved with whatever Sean is doing. And I haven't got a chance to really, I've, I've driven by your location uh, by Sahara. And I'm like, I just need to set up a time. So it was perfect timing to get you on the show to be even more organic as well. So tell me how you, so technically you're the founder of it, right? Project for Humanity. Yes, I am the president. My husband is the vice president. Okay. So tell me how it started and how long you've been doing it. It started in 2015, um, out of the back of our truck. We just served homeless lunches, and um, we just moved on from there. It was every Sunday. We realized that the community needed more than just lunches. Um, they needed food to stay in their homes so they wouldn't lose their house. Um, so we, per we opened a pantry, and we provided food to over 200,000 families that year. 200, how many? 200,000 families. That's amazing. Yes. You know, you seem, you know, uh, I've been in town for about, almost 20 years and it seems like you know with the nonprofit world it seems like you're very organized and very efficient because you're getting a lot of things done like you're taking action and every time I see something like it's not easy to take action to get you know I see things like you have a Pepsi I think company truck show up with soda or yes. you have 500 turkeys basically yes. given out to the community or you have food pantries like you know to me I'm like this is amazing like you know this person is taking action and getting things done and I applaud you for doing it. Thank and I'm like, how does she do it every single day? Because um, you also have another, you, know, you have a new flyer for a new event, something yes. going on. So, I mean, I love seeing this stuff in general. So to me, to piggyback on it, to help out, because I just can't be everywhere, you know, um, I believe that you're helping solve problems. Um, I know there's some greater problems in regards mm -hmm. to homeless and so on, but at least that you're doing everything every single day to help people daily to basically get through some difficult situations. Absolutely. They need help daily. Um, we have people on the streets who have been on the streets for 10 years. And they are so excited to come off the streets, but nobody's ever helped them before. So I actually spend the time and I sit with them. I invite them inside my building. I treat them like a normal human, like they should be treated. Absolutely. Here's a question for you. So I, I noticed the area by like Sahara and Maryland, the kind of commercial district. It seems like there's a lot of like nonprofits and um, different organizations, even some churches that are helping a lot of people. Absolutely. What's the reason why that specific area um, you know, has a lot of these nonprofits in that spot. Like I've always been curious because I've been, dri I've driven through, you know, I know there's different organizations. I just was a little curious of how they all got to that one spot, it seems. It's a transit area for the homeless. So actually the homeless walk past us every day to get through St. Louis to go to the commercial center. Um, so we see them every day. It's just a, a main transit area. It's kind of like a hub. It is. A helping it is. hub. Um, and we have some great nonprofits on our on our road that help people. Um, we all help in different ways, which is great because you know when one an another can't help, they refer down the street to us. So, I guess it's just a nonprofit slowly kind of went to the area. Mm -hmm. 
Um, And then basically kind of became a little bit of a hub. Well, the commercial, it's a commercial historic (coughs) center. Um, It was very cheap before, you Mm -hmm. know, before the issues of COVID and stuff went up. Um, But now they are raising their prices. So, you know, rent's going up in that area, but I'm not going nowhere. That's good. (laughs) So let's talk about the different things. Okay, so what's the main, for Project for Humanity, like what would you say the main mission statement is? So we enrich um, people's lives with uh, socialism. So like my my, um, whole movement is food for social change. Um, People come to us for the food. And then we create a social change after that, meaning we house them, we pay their electric bills, we do whatever we can after that. And that creates a social change in our community because then our community notices that we need more help, more assistance. So that's how I bring them to me is by the food. And then I assist after that. If I can't assist, I always refer out to our partners. So food for social change, you mean Mm -hmm. basically that you're providing food, which is creating social change because you're providing food to as the start like it's the initial thing that people it's need food an right? it's the basic it's a basic necessity homeless are hungry they're going to come to to wherever they're going to congregate food. to you correct correct they're and, gonna, and then we're going to assist them after that further so it's a little bit it's kind of funny to say this but a little bit like bait it to, is. <laughs> to it bring is. them to to get them help it is I like that. Unfortunately, you got to call it that, but you know what? It, uh, it's the aftermath. That's really food good. for social change. It's interesting. I feel like this should be a T-shirt. I'm always like saying, and it's a four, just like our nonprofit. My wife always laughs because every time like I, there's a phrase, I'm like, that should be a T-shirt, and she thinks I'm going to make five thousand, you know, T-shirts, you know, forever. I wouldn't mind doing it personally, right. but it gets expensive making T-shirts. But it does. I feel like these these phrases are good. Um, okay, so basically, providing food for social change, Correct. you get them to the location, then you can provide other help, create relationships, and so on. Correct. By the way, I have worked with um, Shine a Light, which goes mm-hmm. down, you know, for helping homeless. Absolutely. And it's interesting because when they walk underneath in the, um, in the tunnels, they're like, shine a light, shine a light. They're coming yep. through, right? So mm-hmm. they get them to know that they're there, that it's not the police, and they're trying to build relationships. Absolutely. And, and, and provide some necessities, like some food or batteries and so on. Mm-hmm. And then eventually when they feel like it's the right time for them to make change, um, then they're there for them, which Absolutely. is kind of interesting. Absolutely. You know, instead of saying, thing. hey, let's go, come with me, it's like they're more about the relationship. Absolutely. Um, and they're not the police. And um, I did that one time. It was an amazing experience. I've done it before when I was a police officer, but I haven't done it like um, in this regards. It's kind of a different philosophy and a different approach of getting homeless out. Mm-hmm. And I went with them with one group. I went for about, I think it was about six, seven hours. Actually, I was kind of tired at the end. You know, they really do a lot of walking in the tunnels. We got one, my group got one person out. Um, kind of a sad situation because they had like a box. Actually, this one was not um, totally underground. This one was like above, but by the tunnels. Mm-hmm. And we got her to convince her to go to like crossroads. Mm-hmm. And basically, the woman, in order to secure her property that she thought she was going to come back, she had like a piece of cardboard, but also like a tent. And she like tied like a rope, mm-hmm. like how we would lock a door. Yes. Like in her mind, she was like tying a rope, Absolutely. thinking that would prevent someone from going inside. That's their home. Yeah. That's like, all they have. It kind of like when I saw that, I was like, wow, like that's, they think that, you know, as you know, right, you just cut the tent or you just rip the thing. But she felt somewhat secure thinking she would actually go back. I mean, you know, she took some property. But, you know, you do, when you see something like that, it's like it puts you in a different perspective. But you, would, you wouldn't believe how much respect there is in the homeless community for each other um, to where maybe nobody did touch her stuff. They probably did leave it because mm-hmm. they do have respect for each other. They, they understand what, you know, what each other's going through, so mm-hmm. they try to respect each other as much as they can. Interesting. You know, I've always worked with a homeless situation. Question about the homeless or what your thoughts are. Like, we're always trying to help homeless, mm-hmm. and I've been in town for all these years, and I used to do the homeless. Uh, one thing you don't know is when I was a Henderson police officer, basically I did community policing, and whenever I had someone homeless, there was always a homeless voucher program where you could bring them to like a motel. Yes. And basically, there'd be a voucher, and I guess it was Southern Nevada, you know. Help a Southern Nevada. Help a Southern mm-hmm. Nevada. Then what happens is a, a case manager would come out from mm-hmm. Hope Link, which yes. was in Henderson, mm-hmm. and basically they would evaluate the situation, try to help them. So I was like the only officer, probably. I had like, you know, property in the back, and try, I felt bad, you know, these people, mm-hmm. 120 degrees. And then I basically would bring them to the motel. Try to get food or drinks, but I always felt that Henderson was tough because it was always the south of Boulder Highway, and it was like mm-hmm. the last spot in Henderson. So I felt, I mean, I guess knowing it's some place to go, it was a bed, it was a TV, it was a refrigerator. Not that it was the best spot, but it was somewhere to go during the yes. heat. Yeah. And then knowing a case manager would come out to evaluate them, I was doing something. I was trying to pay it forward. Right. And um, like most people, like you know, uh, some cops I know actually, uh, one cop got staph infection on his hand. He almost lost his hand. I don't know the whole story, but it's another officer that I worked with. Everyone's afraid to catch mm-hmm. diseases and so on. But I mean, I tried the best I could do, and 
you know, tried to really help, but it, you know, just a t- such a difficult situation of homeless. It is, it is, and it, and it takes an emotional toll on us as a person to be able to help them, um, because you always want to help more, and, and we we all we have to stop somewhere. So, so what do you feel the way of really changing like homeless in a community? I mean, like in Las Vegas, like how do you feel like you really changed it? I mean, fine, food for social change. I, I guess what you're doing right is good. There's homeless all over the place, right? There is. So. I guess meeting them, having a case manager, having some therapy and trying to get them off the streets is the key, right? It is. I mean, it's the only thing that you could do. Someone told me there was a new program right now that the city of Las Vegas is trying to get, what is it, 2,022 people, right, for the I'm year. I'm actually on the board You're for the Operation board for Home, yes. So it's called Operation Home? Yes. Well, the key is 2,022 people by of homeless. By December 2022. So by December 2022, which is more than a year. Mm-hmm. To get 2,022 homeless people into housing. Correct. Tell me how that program works, because I just heard about it. I was kind of confused. Is it just a year worth of housing? Um, it is just a year worth of housing. So they, you know, they, they, they're not going to enable people. They're going to help. So right. they're going to give them so much of rent paid, and then um, you know, they have to find a job after that and pay their rent after that. Okay. Um, but Operation Home is amazing. It's a bunch of people from other nonprofits that just all came together to board this and um, talking to the state and getting funds. And we're, we collect donations of furniture, so when we house them, we have the furniture, we have the food, we have okay. everything they need. Um, so it, it's just a big group of us. Does it make a difference if it's a motel room, hotel, apartment? Does it make a difference? To them? I mean, to no, them. no, no, to the, for the housing program. Like, how does the program work? Like, is it a certain dwelling that it must be? To be it will. It, it will probably be a certain dwelling from HUD that will it, probably just one whole co- apartment complex like they do for uh, HUD housing. So you think they'll get a whole apartment complex? I believe so. I haven't heard where we're going to house people yet. We haven't housed our first person yet. But When does we're it working. start? We're, we're trying already. Really? Yes. I, was, I thought actually it already started, so I didn't even no. know. So it didn't start yet? Not yet, no. The, now people are applying. You can still apply through HopeLink, through several different org- organizations. So you can apply for a place for a year? Absolutely. You can apply for Operation Home. So when they go in to apply, uh, they're going to ask if they can apply for Operation Home. Okay. There are several agencies. They okay. can call 211. 211 will give them the information. Um, and they'll go in and fill out an application, and they'll assist them after that and let them know everything that happens after that. So they basically fill out an application, and they'll be notified if they're... Correct, yeah. But technically, these people may be still homeless right now, even though they're applying somewhere, right? Correct, yeah. Most of them are going to be homeless already, so their situation's not going to get any worse than it is. Um, so we're only going to you know, uh, try to get their situation better. That's our hope. I love that program. I know that in other states like California, when homeless, you know, like in Venice Beach, that got mm-hmm. overwhelming, that I think it was like a Supreme Court ruling or something that basically that they can't just take them off the Mm-mm. street, like Mm-mm. you have to provide some housing for them, right? And instead of enforcing laws. Correct. Which is so difficult because you arrest someone that's homeless, they just come back out in the street again, and then you put a criminal charge in their record. They can't get a job. I mean, it's just kind of a circle, which I always hate. So actually, just to give a little bit of statistics, um, when somebody is taken into an ambulance from Metro, um, Legal 500, whatever it's called. Legal 2000. Thank you. Um, they are. It's actually anywhere from 5000 to $10,000 to be in that hospital of taxpayers' money. When they are arrested and put in jail, it could be anywhere from $5,000 to $14,000 of taxpayers' money. So it's really us that are paying for them, for their housing, when they should, you know, there's no reason. Yeah, there's no reason they should go to jail. There's so, But yeah, it's very hard. It's funny. um, So when I was a Henderson cop, and I I was probably the only cop using the homeless voucher program, you Mm -hmm. know? And one time I called the main guy that was running, and he's like, Help us on the vital or whatever it was. There's no more money for the voucher program. I'm like, all right. So what am I supposed to do with this homeless person? You know? And they said, well, there's no, mo- there's no more money. I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's unacceptable. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, how do we have no money for? It? Like, there's got to be a program. We got to do something. What mm-hmm. am I supposed to do with this homeless person? And like, no, there's no money. I'm like, we have, we're in the city of Henderson, and basically there, there's got to be some type of money or a program mm-hmm. to help this person that's homeless. Which is actually funny. Well, not funny. But it's kind of sad. But I, what I heard was with the room back in the day with Henderson was that they never wanted to have like a homeless shelter because it would actually draw people Absolutely. to the shelter. So they never wanted a shelter. So to me, then at least provide some type of money or assistance to somebody that needs some help. And that's why you see really only the one nonprofit in Henderson, which is HopeLink. Hmm. Yeah, that is the main source, I guess. Yes. And also, I think it's Friends of um, 
what is it, the Friends of Henderson? What do you call that? Um, I don't know so that one. I know the, there's um, Family Promise as well. Family Promises in Henderson, but they only house about five people a year, five families a year, I think. So in Henderson, it's Family Promise, and then it's basically Hopelink. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one thing that Project for Humanity <coughs> does is tries to partner with all of these different nonprofits. That way, when I can't handle something when, when, or when the nonprofit can't handle something, somebody else can. So we try to partner with all these organizations and, um, you know, get to know the founders and get to know the, the presidents and stuff so we can really help these people. Got it. So um, let's jump into, I, I wrote down like 10 topics that you're involved in. So let's go through all these different things in general. That'd be great. Um, the first of all is you're working on some breast cancer because of the month of October is Breast Correct. Cancer Awareness Month, right? It is, yes. Tell me what you're doing for the uh, Awareness Month. So for Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we're going to be honoring 50 women, breast cancer survivors, um, and we're going to have an all-pink dinner, pink roses, and a pink ribbon for them. And how many people are going to be? 50. 50 people. Mm -hmm. Do you already have the people set up? We do not. We have not re uh, opened registration for that yet. Got it. So registration is going to open up for that. Correct. So it's basically dinner. Correct. Where's the dinner going to be at? It's going to be at our property. We're going to set up a really nice tent um, with really beautiful pink lights. It's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a nice treatment for them. Do you have, you know, I passed by, do you have that much room at your place? Or is it mm -hmm. outside? You do? We do. So we have a, a parking lot next to us that we share with our neighbors. Okay. That's common area. Um, and we work together to, to uh, do, you know, some events and allowing each other to. That's nice. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Anything else with the, um, back in the day, I did this thing, Susan G. Komen. Yes. There was a drive with Absolutely. BMWs years ago. It was a fun drive. We drove BMW cars that had this, the pink logo, mm -hmm. the pink ribbon. We drove the cars to the BMW in um, Palm Springs. And every mile that we drove the cars, it was a dollar donated to Susan G. Coleman. I thought that was really cool. I, I did it for like two years with uh, the Henderson Police Officers Association. We had some cops driving the BMWs. Awesome. It was a fun It was a fun situation. Then there was a bus back. And we had like a lunch and a bus back. It was, it was a fun experience. I wish actually more dealerships or cars... They would do stuff like that. I think it was a group of 12 cars or something. That's awesome. And they went to every state. And you could look up online. I, I got to look mm -hmm. to see if they've done it. It's been a while. So, okay, breast cancer. We got that. Horrible situation. People having cancer. You know, I have family members. Same thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we always say we hope to secure, you know. Now we have to deal with COVID and everything mm -hmm. going on. All right, tell me about the diaper drive. Diaper drive. That is amazing. That's something new. We started with our partners. We have Project Baby at our diaper or at our um, partners pantry. Project Baby. Project Baby. That is our um, for the for the diaper drive. And it's not going to just be diapers. It's also going to be um, breast pumps, everything a single mother would need, basically wipes, all that stuff. So we're going to have all that there at the at the diaper bank at the um, Building Resilience Community Center. We're going to have a pantry there. We're going to have several items there that will help families and stuff. So um, I saw the flyer that you've updated some of the locations. I believe it's Kinderland yes. is a drop-off location up in Summerlin. Jessica, who's one of the owners over there, mm -hmm. um, you can drop things off. So when does that start again? The diaper drive is going now. Okay. And when, mm -hmm. does it, when does it stop? Um, the end of October. End of October. Correct. So we have a good amount of time. So mm -hmm. Kinderland's one location, and then Project for Humanity is another location. In, so yes. two locations. So one is up in Summerlin, and then one is going to be one the east side, which is, well, central. Central. Sahara and kind Maryland of Maryland Park. by your, by your mm -hmm. spot. What's the address again of Project for Humanity? 912 East Sahara Avenue. We are um, before Maryland Parkway if you're going east and after Commercial Center. Got it. 912 East Sahara Avenue. So... Anything basically to do with, with the baby, right? Anything. Diapers, creams, clothing, clothing every, and, and everything. Everything. Diaper. Okay. Everything. So drop off. It could be used. Put it in yes. a bag. Yes. It'll be cleaned and yes. eventually give it out to yes. people that need it. We'll clean it. We'll sanitize it. We'll do whatever we need to do before it goes to families. To share a sideboard, a sidebar story that years ago when I first came out here, again, Henderson police officer, someone came in and said they needed diapers from me. I was um, over on uh, 223 Lead Street, which is the main police station in Henderson. And there was a guy that came in and he needed diapers. And I said, what happened? He says, my wife left me. I'm with the kid and I don't have any money. And I think the diaper was a cloth diaper at mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think I knew what that was. And I felt really bad. And I think, I don't know, maybe I called Family Promise or Hopeling or something like that. Mm -hmm. We used to carry as police officers like a little bit of a card. Now, this is prior to 211. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't even know about 211. George, our engineer here, probably doesn't know about 211. Absolutely not. What is 211? 
So two on one basically is United Way, where basically it's a referral source, kind of like the problem solver these days as well. But two on one, I believe it's twenty four seven. It is. And then basically, let's say you call up and say, "I need diapers." Where do I go? They'll say Catholic Charities. Or yes. They'll say, um, "So they'll ask I need you food, right? Project code. Humanity." Yeah, they'll ask you your zip code where you live, okay. and they'll try to give you your closest locations <coughs> for whatever you need, and it'll be food, clothing, housing, everything. So nonprofits give their information to 211 mm -hmm. and that's how we're able to get some assistance. So basically there's 911 which is police. Yes. There's 311 which is not emergency for police. Correct. There's 211 for United Way for referral services for anything, even a job. Correct. I'm homeless, I yep. need help, whatever it is. That's 211 United Way. Again, most people don't know landline and cell phone. Yes. There was a time that it wasn't cell phone, it was just landline. Because I remember really? some police officer went off of me saying, what number are you giving me? What's this 211? Oh, but in the I beginning, know. I had an issue because they thought I was crazy. I said, call 211. They're like, what number is that? So, and then also, I actually forgot the numbers, but I think it's gas. If it's a gas leak, you know what the number is? I think uh -oh. it's 611. Really? Like for gas leak or something? We got to look that up. I thought 611 was But there's a new number. There's I'll actually, get on that. There's a new number that's actually out there, which you don't know about. For legal help these days, there's a number at 999-1111. And basically, it provides legal services as well. Wow. And it's basically, they, they'll let you know who to go. Like, if you've got an accident, you're injured, arrested. So it's 999-1111, just like it's an emergency of 911. Wow. Of course, it's not police, but it's more legal help in regards right. to that. Anyway, so diapers. I love that program. I got three babies, seven, five, and almost three. I probably got some diapers and stuff at home, so I'm going to be part of the program. Thank Jessica you. from uh, Kindleland is going to help out, which I'm glad she saw your post and jumped on it, and you added her logo, so that's yes. great. Thank you, Jessica. Shout out to Jessica yes. Kindleland. Yes, and bring kids there. Yes, we need to do an event there, too. That'd be yeah. good, too. Um, okay, Thanksgiving. That's... Oh, Thanksgiving is a big one. So um, we were donated 500 turkeys from Little Darlings. Uh, they're one of What's our What's Little partners. Darlings? Little Darlings. Let's ask George. George, he's like very big in the community. George? <laughs> Uh, well, oh, Little Darlings. Is that like a nonprofit? Well, or? There's a th what I've understood from Little Darlings is there's a thousand pretty girls and there's and three ugly three ones. Three ugly ones. There you go. Um, oh, but really quick, I found uh, 611 is for your cell phone provider to get in contact with customer, yes, service. customer service. Gas Leaks number is 775 834 4100. I think there's another three digit number. You have to check on that. but I will. I'll do a little more research. But 611. You know, I think in the future we're going to put. Um, it's going to be important numbers on the screen so people have in general. I mean, the, on my problem solvers, I have an app, the problem solver dot Vegas. Okay. And on that app, basically, there's information and people have problems and questions. Perfect. Um, maybe we could showcase that in a little bit. We'll pull it up on the screen so we can just navigate it a little bit. Even though, of course, I want people to call you if they, if they have any problems as well because you're in the community. But I just wanted to showcase the app. And maybe I'll do a little bit of a, on my app, maybe I'll put a little button there that says Project for Humanity. And then I'll have the address and stuff like that. That'd be great. Um, so for Thanksgiving, so 500 turkeys, yes. Little Darlings, the three ugly girls basically donated the 500 turkeys. So um, Little Darlings, they're an amazing partner. Um, I never heard they even involved in the community until it, it, until it popped up in your flyer. How, did, how does that work out? I don't even know who they are, whatever you could say. <laughs> um, I never knew they do stuff in the community besides, you know, helping, I guess, young adults. I guess you just have to work there in your past. Okay. So... George, I think, did work. Yeah, there. so George, thanks for the 500 turkeys you got us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. No problem. <laughs> You're welcome. But, um, you know, I know a lot of great people there. Um, I know the house moms. I know all the great people. A lot of great people there. There's a lot of great women there, you know, um, and they want to help the community. So they have uh, generously donated 500 turkeys to us. And we're gonna make we're gonna partner with other people and get sides for those dinners and hand them out to families, but we're also gonna um, hand them out at the Siegel Suites. So there's gonna be six different Siegel Suites properties. And we've partnered with um, the founder, or not sorry, not the founder, but the director over there, and um, we're we're handing 100 out to to four different properties and then 50 out to two different properties. And we would love to do more for people who don't live in the Siegel Suites. So we're going to be partnering with some other um, places that we'll hand out to people outside of residents of Siegel Suites. Do you work with, you know, uh, recently I went to the new store, which is owned by Siegel, the uh, Bagel Mania? Yes. The non-convention center? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, what's their other one? Bagel Mania and the donut one. Pink the, Box. Uh, Pink Box, yeah. Yes. Do you, um, you know, so I want to hook up with them in general. I actually went to uh, Mayor Goodman's, he does that, uh, casino, what do you call it, um, he does a dinner over at Oscars at the mm -hmm. steakhouse, mm -hmm. and I know the seagull, he was there with his wife. Tim Mullen. 
Is it was named Tim Mullen? Mm-hmm. Tim Mullen is the one that directs the Pink Box and the um, the Bagel Mania. He he does you know all the donation part of that, but he's also with Seagull Sweets as well. Got it. We need to connect with that more because I, I want to always. I spoke with him one time actually. Uh, what's Seagull's first name? Do you know? I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I spoke with him one time talking about something, uh, housing or something. But anyway, I know they do a bunch of stuff in the community. I would actually like to have them on the show to talk yeah, about what they're doing. And, uh, I love that new location. It's really nice, the Bagel Mania. Mm-hmm. I um, haven't been there yet. I want to go. It's kind of like an East Coast. There's one thing I actually really like in the place there. There's actually, when you're inside the place, there's actually a picture of like Vegas, maybe let's just say 50 years ago. But if you oh. if you were going to look out, it's not a window, but if you were going to look out a window and you wanted to look back 50 years ago, from that direction, you would actually see all that stuff. It was kind of really wow. cool. Kind of a little bit of, like a little bit of a Vegas History. nostalgia, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah, cool place. Definitely recommend going there. Um, all right. So the 500 turkeys, that's only going to be people that live at Seagull Suites. Yes. So does that mean like they're going to have to show? So they're going to someone message me today about that. I think. I yeah. Yeah. So they are going to come, you know, the, the manager of the property will be there. So I'm sure they'll know faces okay. and they're going to have to show their rent slip basically. Okay. Rent slip. Um, which they can get printed out at the office. It's funny because they always say like free food, free this, free that, but mm-hmm. nobody should start adding free Thanksgiving turkeys. You know, because their marketing is always to give free things. It's a I like it's it. a big thing. A lot of families can't afford it, and it's it, it's sad because it was such a tradition for all of us to sit down as a family and eat, and and that was our family time and talk and play games afterwards, and all the all the men would fall asleep, but you know us women would clean and. <laughs> but no, it's a, it's a family. It's American tradition. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's great. Um, I know some other people do that in general, but it's been a while since I really, you know, I've seen it um, posted online. I know I asked this before, but I was curious. What do you think the average turkey cost that, that's given out? Because I want, I kind of want to, you know, whenever I have someone on the show, I always want to do something fun and challenging. There was one guy, um, he works with veterans. And he was trying to write a book that's kind of like motivational. So I said, if you write the book, I was trying to like challenge him, write the book that I'll buy the first 100 books, you know, from him. He'll autograph it and then give it out to different veterans. And I basically gave him that challenge. And I kind of felt like I know that you're doing the 500 specifically for the Seagull Suites yeah. people, but other people have been mes- messaging me like, hey, do you Absolutely. have to live there? You know, And I think the flyer was a little confusing. Are you, are you changing the flyer a little bit? So or? we're going to change it to where it's going to say residents only okay. so people don't get um, confused. Uh, and that was a you know mistake on our part. But we're also going to partner with other people to get residents outside, like outside of the Seagull Suites, get them help for, for Thanksgiving as well. So we're partnering with different people who are going to purchase the turkeys and the dinners and stuff. And then we'll, we might even deliver to some families who can't come out. What I like to do on the Problem Solver Vegas app is I like to have a little button there like Thanksgiving, like giveaway. And then you could put name, phone, email, and information so they can kind of register. Yeah, that would be great. But I would love to do like an additional 100 turkeys, whether myself gets involved with donations or maybe some other people that listen to this in general. Yeah. So anyway, what what do you think that would cost? So we don't get big turkeys um, because the ovens are kind of small there. So we get anywhere about 10, 10 to 12 pound turkeys. Okay. And they cost, if you buy them in the store, they cost about 10 bucks, but we could probably get them for half. Really? So we, we push, we order early and we make sure we are prepared. So do you think that, do you think that, a hu- so you think a hunt spot? What was that? You're putting me on the spot. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm trying to figure out because I want I want to I want to come up with something good here. Like I want to I want to take some action today. Right? Today is Friday, so and I'll tell you. Last year when we did these baskets, um, we put them in laundry baskets, like all the food and stuff. We thought laundry baskets would be useful still, so we put all the food and the dinner and everything, like pan and everything in there. I would say each basket cost about twenty bucks. Twenty dollars, and that's what food and dinner for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's for about three to four people. Yeah, I, I think. The, I think a ten to twelve pound turkey would feed four people. So if we did so twenty, so twenty bucks times twenty is four hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess come up with a price, right? In general, let's just yeah. say it's twenty bucks, whatever it is. And let me see if I can get other people. What I like to basically do is I'll I'll at least do twenty, right? So I'm gonna put something up in the app. You know, problem solver that Vegas. Sponsor a family. Yeah, so Maybe. sponsor a family. I'll do twenty dinners. Okay. Let's say 25. 25, 25 Thanksgiving dinners. They'll go online. They'll write their name, phone. If you can set it all up, and yeah. if you can set up the delivery, where they pick it up. I guess Absolutely. we could click a button like deliver. Is easy for them to pick up because it's a pain, pain in the neck. Well, it just depends. If they're veterans well, or handicapped, they can't come out and really pick up that stuff. So, so. maybe we'll put a box. Like if you're yes. unable to pick it up. Yeah. But when would they pick it up by? So Seagull Suites, we're doing 15th through the 20th, and then we'll do your, uh, the um, other ones after that. 
So it'll probably be the 20th is a Saturday, so it'll be 21st through the 23rd probably. So let's do that. So we'll set up at least, I'll do 25 from the problem solver. We'll put it out there. Thank you. And then basically I'll ask other people want to do it. I like to get to 100, you know, in general. So I'll challenge other people. I'll put this out there before Thanksgiving. If anybody wants to donate turkeys, Maybe about George. $20. George, George, we're going we're gonna to put I you mean, in for a turkey? Um, yeah, yeah, my <laughs> endless teacher money. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I, I already sponsor 12 kids' mouths five days a week. He does. So he told me. Is that 12 children? Yeah. No, he told me. That's amazing. 12 students, but 12 they're my students. kids. Um, I did not know that, so it's good to well, know. Well, maybe you can check and see if any of your kids' parents needs help. No, absolutely. I already was making mental notes. There you go. We'll wait. I'm on top Perfect. of it. We'll, we'll send you the link. Yeah. So I'm going to set up the problem Vegas. We'll do the 25 and then the first 25, and then if we get more money to come in, I'll help out from Perfect. there. That'll be great. So uh, maybe we'll help out with George's people as well first. Yes. That'd be cool. Get a good group, group picture. So, okay, so Thanksgiving. Now, the food drive. You, is it for Thanksgiving as well, yes. the food drive, right? Yeah. So you want people to bring food. Tell us about that. So what we're doing is we're challenging schools and um, co uh, colleges, students, whoever wants to get involved, to put a bin in their classroom, work area, wherever they are, and just start collecting cans and boxes and everything for, that are Thanksgiving items. And then they would drop it off to a project for humanity. So we would pick up the bin once we need everything. Oh, we a, would a major go, location. Yes, absolutely. You know, these days I feel like I've been saying things online because you don't get so many posts back. I, I was saying like, if you want to donate something, put it in a bag and I'll come pick it up. I mean, I know it's a lot of work to do that, mm -hmm. but it's not like I'm getting hundreds of people. I mean, it'd be a blessing to actually have hundreds of people do it. Right. So these days I'm saying like, you know, put it in a bag and then like I would pick it up in a certain day. Right. Um, Just leave it in the driveway and we'll pick it up. I feel like there's no excuse then, right? Like you're literally putting something and you're putting it in the black bag and there'll be a certain night, you know, for a pickup. But um, so anyway, the food drive would be uh, Project for Humanity, 912 East Sahara. Yes. Are you already, you're already collecting stuff now? We already are st collecting for stuff. For Thanksgiving. Absolutely. So all this stuff can be dropped off for Thanksgiving to helping families locally, Las Vegas, Henderson, and North Las Vegas. Absolutely. Do we do Boulder City? We do Boulder City. We do Mesquite. We do Pahrump. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we go I, pretty far. I'm actually going to Pahrump like almost like once a week, every other two weeks, helping out um, over there with some other programs too. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe we can, I can get some other nonprofits to help out too. We're um, we're actually trying to think of a project for humanity too out there. In Pahrump? Yep. Okay, cool. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of work. So again, I commend you for doing. It. I know that probably you're, you know, uh, cut yourself thin with time and and also resources, right? I know you're trying to help. Yes. You might as well go nationwide, you know, but <laughs> I'm sure it's difficult. It is. So anyway, food, food drive Thanksgiving. You got me doing the challenge. Um, Christmas time coming up. What's going on for Christmas? Christmas. That's exciting for us. Um, we're going to be sponsoring 250 kids. We always uh, get help from Help of Southern Nevada. So we'll have bikes. We'll have toys. But our number one thing that I'm so <coughs> excited about is we are going to have Santa Joe. Um, Santa Joe is the number one Santa in Las Vegas. And uh, he has um, Mrs. Claus, and he has elves, and it's going to be an amazing time. I don't know about them. Yeah. Is he part of, like, Opportunity Village and stuff, or no? Uh, I believe he goes to Opportunity Village, um, and there's some other places that he goes as is well. Is he really Santa? He is really Santa. I'm not that. telling. This is a secret. Santa yes. Joe. Yep. Santa Joe's coming to town. So 250 kids. Yep. It's going to be Santa's Village. Um, at your location? At our partner's location at Building Resilience. Um, How far away they, it was Building Resilience? They're at 1240 West Owens. So they're right at Martin Luther King and Owens, a good area as well. Um, but they have different suites, and we are going to make each suite a different little village house for the, for the kids to come in. We'll have real snow out there out on the outside, just you know, sprinkling down on the kids. We will have cookies from the cookie bar. I don't um, know how you do this all. It's, it's going to be amazing. All right, so basically, have a great event for. Two, wait, so, how do the the two hundred fifty kids? How do they get into that program? They're going to pre-register as well, so right. it's going to be for anybody. It's put, not put me down for fifty kids. <laughs> okay. So pre-reservation. Okay. Yeah. George got twenty-five kids. Fifteen? How many kids? Oh, he's got twelve, I think. Twelve. 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 Put him kids. down for twelve. Put me you down for the, the rest. Other? Okay. Okay. Make make you sure must you have a big house. You, you got to reserve <laughs> problem. I got to reserve for problem the problem solver, uh, people. Okay. Kids. So you got thirty-eight. He's got the other twelve. Yeah. So all these things I want to connect, you know, on the app as well, so I can get like links. I have all these, you know, we've done it before yeah. for other events. Um, okay, so Christmas, anything else for Christmas? Um, no, that that's our exciting part. So it, I mean, it's going to be a really big thing. It always is. We do it every year. 
uh, the kids' faces when they get a bike. Um, and we don't forget about the parents either. We buy hams and make a dinner for them as well. Um, but just to see the kids' faces, I, I drop in tears because I just... I know they're the ones that don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and they shouldn't suffer. No, it's great. All this stuff, I mean, it's amazing stuff. I mean, memories for these kids that can't afford it. Um, you know, it's interesting. When you get bikes, do most people donate the bikes or do you take money to buy the bikes? How does that work? Um, people donate them, but Help Us Southern Nevada is an amazing partner. Um, so we work with 98.5 and Help Us Southern Nevada during Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, when Chet goes out and collects all the bikes out so there. So that's part of it? Absolutely. So we get He's still in Sahara by... Uh, Nevada Power. By Nevada Power, yeah. Mm-hmm. Every He's been year. for years. I mean. Every year, yeah. I, mean, I believe 15 years. So those bikes, some of those bikes come to you from that Correctly. program? Yes, yeah. So those bikes that he connect, uh, that he uh, collects, they go out to a whole, whole bunch of different nonprofits when okay. they're done collecting I never them. knew how it worked. I've passed yeah. by. I've seen it. Helper Southern Nevada is an amazing place to help other nonprofits. Okay, so... Anyone that wants to donate any types of toys or bikes mm-hmm. or stuff like that in general, they can get they with can, you, Project yeah. for Humanity. Give us a call. We'll pick them up or they can drop us off, drop it off. So your main number is 702-624-1888. Absolutely. You know, I'm really big with numbers, vanity numbers. I'm thinking humanity, but it's got to be taken. Um, even though it's more than, you know, it's seven we, digits. Um, you ever look for these? Van- I always like I do. numbers. I do, but, you know, it's okay. You know, if I don't have my, my own special number. I want my own six-digit number. I was just project number, as well. <laughs> P-R-O-J-E. Well, we do P4-H. What do you do? P4-H. P-4-H? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of the... That's just our... Like our abbreviation initials, initials yeah, right? I'm going to look it up for you guys. All right. So tell us about the haircuts uh, for homeless in general. Absolutely. So every month we have an event for the homeless. Um, and it's just specifically for homeless people that are in the area. We have people that are, uh, cut hair there. We um, Every once in a while we'll have the shower trailer there so they can actually take showers. Okay. We offer free clothing, food. We actually sit them down at tables and serve them like humans. Um, they don't get this treatment a lot. So we, we really want to treat them differently than everywhere else. You know, I, one shout out that I want to do is I, I know that you know him. I've not met him in person socializing uh, social media. I, I wanted to help him different ways. Dana Canfield? Yes. Is that how you say in Canfield? Yes. So shout out to Dana Canfield. I haven't Absolutely. met him yet. We've been messaging back and forth. I kind of wanted to like, I know he's in barber school and mm-hmm. I met him a long time ago. And we were supposed to, we haven't hooked up yet. But I want to work with him because I know he's great. He's going out to the homeless. He comes to our events. He comes to the events in general mm-hmm. like that. He's gathering other barbers together. He's doing amazing work in the community. I know he's also recently working with uh, the Las Vegas Legal Network, mm-hmm. kind of as like yeah. a community liaison. And um, I just haven't met with him to figure out like how to help more. Like I know he's at the barber uh, school. Another great thing he's doing too is uh, pedaling for hope. And <laughs> that is um, he's kind of rebuilding bikes for homeless. No, it's so amazing. He's a very cool. talented guy yeah. in general like that. So yeah. I know he's really trying to help people with the bikes and, mm-hmm. you know. And I just haven't met with him um, as of yet to make make something happen. But I know he's really helping people in the community. He which is. is which Great is guy. Really trying to make his life better. I know he's also, so so basically, I'll just real quickly, for what I know of Dana, basically he's going out. He's doing he's been doing haircuts for a while. He's helping people. He's actually talking to people in general, cleaning them up. Mm-hmm. I, he says one line, I think it's shaping up or cleaning up the community, you know, with haircuts. Mm-hmm. And basically, I know he's in barber school. He's looking for like somewhat, what I would say, sponsors or people yes. to help pay for school. If anybody basically wants to... Um, his hashtag is Street Barber, I believe, LV. Okay. Yeah, please help him. Please. He's he's a great guy. He does amazing haircuts. But not just besides the haircuts, he sits with these homeless people and he talks to them and he gets to know them. And, and if he has the five bucks these people need, he pulls it out of his pocket, even though he doesn't have the funds to pay for his schooling. So, yeah, if people can help him pay for his schooling, please do. Got it. You know, what I think what we'll do is we'll do a... Um, We'll do a little clip where we break this up a little bit. We'll make like a one-minute clip for Dana, you know, in regards to it. And, um, but I know he's paying it forward big time, so I want to help him as well. So I was going to meet with him as well to figure that one out. But anyway, once a month, you're basically doing haircuts, barbers, or people in barber school, basically. They're coming together, mm-hmm. helping the homeless, talking to them, cleaning them up. Yes. And Different one- organizations come out for cell phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stand Up comes out and gives free cell phones to the homeless. Got it. Um, you know, and different organizations just coming together. We just all come together as a group. You know, the, I'll make a joke a little bit, not that I really have knowledge, but they used to call it the Obama phone, but is there like a Biden phone now or something? Is it, um, was, it was there a Trump phone or is it? I don't know what it is. What maybe it's a COVID phone. I don't oh. know. <laughs> but so who's that? Who pays for that phone? I, I, the government. 
So they give them so much free time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I believe it's 300 minutes on the phone, you know, a month or so many text messages. I'm not quite sure, but um, they, they get enough time to call for jobs, call for assistance, call their family. Love it. Um, so, yeah. So I got two stories I'm going to share with you about the phones. Absolutely. You probably never heard this. Oh. George has never heard this either. So first of all, did uh -oh, you know George. that we pay, <laughs> we pay a tax. If you look at your bill, FCC, we're 911. We pay money to have 911. Like it's a tax when you have a phone. Okay. But 911 must work on any phone, even if the phone is out of service in regards to like not paying your monthly bill. Correct. I've heard that. So phone must always call 911. So years ago, I was like, this is a great idea. We should take a refurbished phone. So I was actually getting donations of old phones. I sent it to a company and they would actually give me back like refurbished phones, mm -hmm. whether they were cheap. And they came with an extra battery and a charger. And then what I was doing is that as a police officer, and I tried to implement this with other officers, is that they would give out the phones to people as an emergency phone. Yes. So like if I went to someone's house and it was like domestic violence, some people would say, you know, my boyfriend or my girlfriend, they broke my phone mm -hmm. so I couldn't call the police. Because I would say, hey, call us back when he comes back because, you know, he may get arrested. Absolutely. Yeah. Or if you need help, call the police. Well, my, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, they broke my mm -hmm. phone. So I would take out two phones from the back of my trunk and give it to them because they were from donations. They were refurbished and they gave it back to them. And they could at least call 911. So what I would say is take one, hide mm -hmm. one in the bathroom, but charge it and hide them in two different spots. So if you need it, you can call the police. Because how do you tell someone to call the police if they don't have a phone? Yeah, and these exactly. days, yeah. right, people don't have landline phones. I really would like to start that again. I feel like it's still it's a needed great idea. that people that need it, but... The problem is you also have to train the police officers to use that program. You would hope that all officers are going to basically care. The only thing with it is is that the phones normally probably should be at the station, but maybe like uh, well, some officers should have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because what happens, the batteries could die. Yes. So they have to like check the phone and make sure it's okay. And you know, cops are busy doing a hundred things, but it really is a necessity. You could save someone's life. You know? It it is. So I used to I used to like give the phone like a you know a. Uh, like a drop phone to them, and uh, people were amazed that I was even doing that. And people didn't even know about the program. But I like to really continue that program, but it's really getting the officers trained that that program does exist. Right. And, and even if each police station had some phones, at least they know they can get it. But you really need some officers on the street to have it. You know, I was yeah. I, I probably was rare that I had it. You know, because I was part of the program. Or maybe it could be a follow up call after a police call. Maybe somebody else with. You know, like a nonprofit could go after and give the phone and offer more assistance. True, true. We'll have to figure that. We're working on it together. Yeah. First, I was always been passionate about that program. Um, There's one thing I do want to men mention when it comes to um, the police and, and the homeless. They have something called the Mental Coalition, um, mm -hmm. and it's a group of us. We're, I'm part of it, and it's a group of uh, police officers. Um, there's captains on there. There is people from um, mental health. Okay. And we all get on this call once a month, and we talk about how... The mental health in the community is is going on and how the homeless is dealing with the mental health and and what different things we're doing different um events or maybe different actions we're taking to help the homeless and their mental health and i can tell you some things have really advanced the mental the the homeless never were able to get um you know when you have a mental health problem and you're homeless you can't get medication mm-hmm you go to your doctor and they're going to tell you, we can't, we can't prescribe medication to you because we don't know if you're, you'll overdose and you're on the streets. Correct. So they don't prescribe them any medications. So unfortunately, they don't get the mental health they need, the, the prescriptions. So we really need to get on top of that. And that's what the Mental Health Coalition is doing. And we're trying to partner with you know, different organizations to where we can get the mental health assistance we need out to the people. And, and Metro's part of that. Awesome. I, I feel like they're part of more programs these days. They are. They're getting um, started. And the crime prevention specialists as well. I think mm -hmm. that's just a way to get to them. And it's great that Metro has that program. I know Henderson has um, community relations unit as well that basically goes out. There's like maybe eight officers mm -hmm. and a supervisor. Um, and North Las Vegas, I'm not even sure. So jumping forward, um, bus passes. Yes. I know that's a big issue in general uh, for getting people around. Absolutely. Tell us about the uh, helping homeless with bus passes. So our, it's not just homeless, right? People just have it's low funds or... Yeah. Right? No cars. No cars. And they got to get to a job. Um, so RTC has really partnered with us and, and donated um, $1,800 worth of bus passes to us. For how long? 
uh, for uh, you can only get eight, for eighteen months. Every eighteen months, I can. So go eighteen back. months, eighteen hundred dollars. Yes. How many bus passes do they get you? Uh, gets me about a hundred twenty-four hours, and then I get some thirty days. I get some fifteen days. Um, and do you those, feel like you're always running out though? Seems yeah, kind of it's, limited. Yeah. It's hard because, you know, the homeless got to get to their doctor's appointments and they got to get to VA or they got to get somewhere and it's an everyday thing. So I feel like I just feel like this should be more than that. I know Catholic Charities has it, right? There's different probably nonprofits, mm -hmm. but I just feel like, I mean, if you fill out a form and you're evaluated by even like RTC, right? Like if you need a pass, like mm -hmm. how much income do you have or verify, you, you know, zero taxes or something. Like so, why can't they ride for free specifically if it's. They're getting a doctor. And so, I mean, I know some people may try to take advantage, but they have to sit down with somebody, right? They have to right. make an appointment with RTC and get like a six-month pass, right? I mean, you're, you're helping people get to jobs and employment. and you There's know. a great thing RTC started. Uh, if you download their app, and I'm very sorry if I don't know it correctly. I believe it's just RTC. Um, if you download their <coughs> app and you send in a copy of your pay stub, they will send you two 14-day passes to get you to work for free. If you send in your pay stub. Correct. If you send them proof of your job. Just Which, for two weeks. But it's for two 14 days. So that's a month. So I guess it's just to get them started if they're Correct. working, right? Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. So two but it's 14 a great, day passes. But it's a great program. Yeah. RTC, go to the app. Yeah. Download the app, send, send your business. pay stub, and they'll send you two 14-day passes. They've never done that before. It's you know, what I love thing. about all the things that you're doing is like for me, there's the problem solver, like in United Way, two on one, same mm -hmm. thing. Like you have all these different resources and right. that's where I want to be like, because I always tell people to go 2 on one or for jobs, I tell them to go to my Facebook page or go to the app as well. But you really have so much going on to help everybody. Like you are the one-stop shop Thank you. for help. Thank I feel like I just named another this, nonprofit. This is a... One-stop uh, shop for help. <laughs> it, it, this is my dream. Um, so I'm, I'm living my dream right now. So, okay. So by, uh, bus passes, they can come to you. Correct. You'll basically... Um, talk with them in general and then basically evaluate if they, if they can get a bus pass. The first time they don't need any proof. Um, the first time they don't need no proof. Second time I ask for proof of doctors or something like that. And it's just something little, an appointment card, anything. Um, just show me proof so I you know, can feel comfortable giving you another bus pass. So next thing, rapid rehousing. How's that work? Yeah, rapid rehousing. So that's with our partners, Building Resilience. They um, own properties and they are helping basically get people back on their feet. So they are housing them in these homes and um, low cost rent, kind of like sober living, and the, they could save up their money and get back on their feet. So I know that you also work with some local realtors in town. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. And also, how can those local realtors work with building resilience now that I'm thinking about it yeah. to help them get to the next level? We do. So uh, we work with a lot of, of real estate agents. Um, and we, we do, we're looking to purchase a lot of sober living homes, a lot of abandoned homes, so we can make more sober living homes, more women's housing, more men's housing, um, whatever it may be. We have, I have people calling me daily that have come out of prison that have nowhere to live. Um, and so I'm, I'm helping them get their food stamps, helping them get their birth certificates, their IDs, everything they need to get back into life. Um, and it's needed. So housing's definitely needed for them to stay somewhere. And with Building Resilience, we're working with local realtors. How could they take them to the next level? So, with, do, with Building Resilience, do they need to have a job? Um, no, not at first. So, rapid rehousing is you don't have a job at first. Okay. It rehouses you quickly, and then you find your job. And then through the housing, you just stay there until you find your job. I believe it's a three-month program. So you can stay there for three months. So you stay there for three months, Correct. and then where do you go next? I mean, you have to find your place on your own. Correct. It gives you time to basically get like a reset and go get a job. Absolutely. But we don't just leave them there after that. Once they get their house, we do follow-up. We do uh, still bring them food. If they need food, they could still come to the pantry. But Building Resili Resilience is another nonprofit? Building Resilience is actually a company. They are a youth program. And they have several different suites where the youth can come. And this is where Dana's actually going to get involved. Uh, we actually have some chairs, some haircutting chairs in there. And we're going to invite him in to do some haircuts for kids. Um, we have a sound booth where kids can come in and make music. Um, we have computer room where there's 12 computers and they can come in and do homework. And then we also have a mental health suite where they come in and they get their mental health treatment. Got it. But it, I'm sorry, did you say it was nonprofit? No, it's an actual business. It's an actual business it's an actual for actual profit. Company. Yes, so they're Building helping Resilience out. Community Center. Building Resilience Community Center, okay. Yes. Where are they located? 1240 West Owens. Is it the same as the other one on mm -hmm. Owens? Yeah. So 1240 West Owens. Mm -hmm. And that's the other one is called? Um, 
guess you said that before, right? Building resilience, yeah. Is that the 1240, is that where the Christmas That's where the Christmas, happen? Okay, yes. okay. So 1240 West Owens, it's Building Resilience. Community Center. Community Center, and that's yes. where the Christmas event's going to be. A lot right. of your events are done there? Yeah, the property is a lot bigger, um, and there's just more space for us. Okay. And so we're going to do the bigger events there. Tell me the realtors that you deal with in general. How do they help people get housing? Um, well, you know, we deal with one, I, I have one great real estate agent that I'm dealing with now that's going to hopefully help me find some, from some housing. Camilla is a really great person. Um, she is really on top of things and trying to find me some housing because she know how she knows how much it's needed. So, um, we have some great ag- agents out there that are really helping us. Will she come, does she come, will she come down to your location? Absolutely. To, okay. Yeah. So she could sit and meet with people three in the morning. I love it. Yeah. Anything that help people, that's what it comes down to. Okay. Absolutely. So the bottom line is, again, you have all the resources, whether it's you, someone needs housing, they want to get a, a first-time home buyer type yes. of situation, you have realtors Absolutely. you work with, you have basically people need, well, we didn't really talk about the employment, but people yeah. need a job, you help them as well with employment? Yeah. Who do you work so, with in regards to that? It's just coming into the computers. We we invite them into the computers. The Jobs Connector? Yeah, no, to our place, to the Building Resilience Community Center. Okay. They can come in, they can look for applications through there. There's actually somebody that stays there in the room with them. So if they need any assistance, any questions, anything like that, we're not professionals, but we could provide some help. You have how many computers do you have that people? There's 12 computers in that room. In building resilience. Yes. I gotta get, need to get down to that location. Absolutely. To All right. So sober living homes. What's the story with sober living homes? Sober living homes. We partner with several different sober living homes, and, and building resilience has one as well. But we partner with Novum U. Um, we partner with. Um, Oh, goodness. Crossroads. Um, so there's dev- several different uh, sober living homes and, and recovery homes that we partner with. I know Novum U is getting larger and Crossroads more for mental health. Yes. Is, is, is there anyone else as big as Crossroads for mental health these days? Not that I've seen. Not uh, Just the regular uh, mental health, which I believe is on six, six, it, Jones. Yeah, the, sure. There's a mental health facility on Jones. I think that's the biggest one, to be honest. But that one's nonprofit, probably. Correct. And, yeah. And Crossroads is for Crossroads profit. doesn't just help with mental health; they help with drug is, drugs as well. Oh, okay. So they're both. All right. So um, next thing is uh, legal. I know that you're starting to work with more with Las Vegas Legal Network. Oh, yeah. How's that going? How does that work for you guys and your people? The, the group has been great. They've really helped us. Um, so you know, like I say, partnering is the best thing, and we don't just need to partner with nonprofits. We need to partner with the legal network in case any of our homeless need any type of legal help. And we've already run into somebody needing help. So they have been a great help to us. So you basically refer to yeah. Las Vegas Legal Network if somebody needs an attorney or needs something? Car accidents, um, just recently homeless hit by car, stuff like that. Yes, absolutely. We can refer you out. Okay. Help of Southern Nevada. How are you working with them? Help of Southern Nevada is a great donor for us. Um, and, I, and I'll and i say during Thanksgiving, they, they help families as well with turkeys. So mm-hmm. they're another uh, great one. But we, we work with them out in the community when they go out in the community and do their um, walks with Metro. Uh, I believe it's called the Moore team now goes out, Metro. And they go out with Help of Southern Nevada and go out into the deserts and find these people. They even go out into the desert in Laughlin and find Different homeless locations. people. Yeah. You know, talking about homeless in general, um, George, if you don't mind, if you can go to the problemsolver.vegas online and, and showcase it. I want to gotcha. the problemsolver.vegas, which is the app. But I want to showcase, I haven't fully set this up, and maybe I need your help with doing it. I've actually just been kind of real busy, but maybe you can help connect this. Um, on the problemsolver.vegas, I put a spot where it basically says homeless. Okay. And my thing was, I, I heard about the more program. I spoke to somebody who was mm-hmm. running the program. One of the problems I felt was that you, if it was only in Las Vegas is that they helped the more program. They yes. didn't go to Henderson because Henderson is a separate mm-hmm. city, different places. Mm-hmm. But I feel with most people, and by the way, um, George, whenever you get that, you can, okay, we're, on the, we're showing the app here. So if you click, so on the, on the spot on the app, this is basically formulated for um, your phone. Okay. But if you basically click on the homeless section, what I set up for the time being, I believe homeless is on top there, right there. You click on the button. So what I set up was, and I tested this out, where you could put like the name and information there and the location of like a homeless camp or someone that's basically homeless, or, like whatever location. Okay. You can even click a button where it says GPS location as well and you can actually upload a photo. So if you want to take a photo of a, a homeless camp or even a homeless person if you're far, you want to make sure right. you're safe, you can upload the photo and ask you if it's okay to use the GPS location on a map and once you fill this out, it's really, really simple. You click submit, and then it would email to whoever I want on the group. So it can go to the more group. It can go to Henderson. It can go to North Las Vegas. Very good. But the thing with it is it's like a one-stop shop for basically helping homeless. 
And it's something that I call the homeless mobile response. I actually got homelessmobilerespons.com. It would just link directly to that location. You could fill the information. I figured I would connect with um, United Way. I was thinking so mm-hmm. people, it's a way of notifying. Because when I called 211, they said the more, and then I called them up, and they're like, what's the area? You know, it gets yeah. more complex. I mean, who's, who's got time for mm-hmm. it? So my thought process was to make, you know, homelessmobilerespons.com, link up to the problem solver. You fill in the information. It takes literally like 10 seconds. And if you're at a location that basically someone's like panhandling for money, I mean, technically far away, you could take a photo or GPS location, right, white female with the sign. And if someone can go out, you know, you would send that, it would send out the email to multiple people and see who can go out. And then you could reply all, say, hey, I'm going to head out and take a look and see if I can help out. Awesome. So the only thing is that's not set up right now is I don't have email set up. Okay. So if you can help me get the email set up. Yeah. And it technically, I mean, I could even have you on it. Um, not that you're going to really respond, but maybe to like oversee it a little bit to help me with it. Because my main thing is when I went out with the Shine a Light, I tested it out, took some pictures of a camp. To me, it shows the GPS location. So what happens is it would get forwarded. It could get forwarded to Shine a Light as well. Because okay. what I notice is with, and I could be wrong, mistaken, but with Shine a Light, they go out to different spots. They pick different locations. Yes. But I don't think they're really tracking. Like no one wants to photograph the area because... Like it's their people's They feel home. it's a disrespect yeah. thing. Yeah. But I feel other people could help out. Like you're tracking it a little bit. Like you have photos or you know the area. Or even if you just did the GPS, you know like what area has more homeless. Right. You can provide more services, right? right. Or Absolutely. they bring out batteries and flashlights, mm-hmm. right? That you know to hit that area harder that, that needs more. So I think there's the, the little bit of tracking and trending would be good for um, shine a light. And I could be wrong, but I mean, I yeah. went out for the day. I think I mean, it would be good for everybody who goes out, even um, help with Southern Nevada, their team. So to me, homelessmobilereponse.com links up there. We'll get emails together. Yeah. Um, if you help me with the emails Absolutely. and I'll set it up, we'll put you on the email. And then I just think it's one way of helping because I do feel bad when I drive up to, I get off a of Decatur in 95, taking the kids to school and there's always okay. someone that's homeless over there. But I would take a picture where they wouldn't see me and I put the GPS location and maybe someone would come out. Okay. But they're always there. It's the same person. Yeah. <coughs> so at least that people get notified and there's pictures as long as it's safe to take the photo, upload. It takes, you know, seconds. And at least I'm, I feel like I'm doing something because otherwise I just keep driving by. And these days with COVID, a lot of people don't even want to open their window to give something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you feel like the money's not going to the right place by certain people the way that they look. Not that you want to discriminate, but look, a lot of people give money too, you know. But at least it's something. If you don't want to give money, at least, you know what, upload it. Right. Just you know, go to homelessmobilereponse.com yeah. and just go from there. I that's one of my biggest things is I ask people not to give money just because we don't want to enable if if they do have any type of drug problems. But also one thing not to give homeless is hand sanitizer. A lot of people don't know that they want to give the homeless some hand sanitizer to clean their hands and stuff. But unfortunately, some of them, if they have an alcoholic issue, will drink this hand sanitizer and it's got 60, 70 percent alcohol. How are they drinking it? They just drink the hand sanitizer. Why? Alcohol. The homeless? Yes. I've not heard that. Yes. So I do not give any hand sanitizer. We just gave a new idea for George on the side. To, <laughs> I didn't know that. But you yes. got you to get sick from drinking that, no? Of course they do. But if you're an alcoholic, they don't care. But even if it says 60, 70% of the alcohol, right? They dilute it. With so water? some people have showed me they'll dilute it. Some of the homeless... This is great about where I'm at because I make friends with them and they'll tell me and they'll mm-hmm. teach me things. And, and I learn. Yes. So um, Look at the even foil, some of them will say, don't hand out foil because of what they use it for. So yeah. For paraphernalia. yeah. So um, I never heard that with the alcohol. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. So they diluted just to get to the alcohol or they'll put some on their meal. Yeah. Some of them have told me they'll put some on their meal and just eat it to get the high. It's unfortunate, wow. but it happens. And in what in in my and what I don't like is enabling. That's one thing that I won't do is enable somebody. Um, I will do whatever I can to help you and move you move you along in your process of life. But I I don't want to do anything that will make them stuck in their their position they're at that right now. So anyway, long story short, you it's incredible to hear that I haven't heard that back in the day they used to do the um there was a pill. I already forgot what it's for, Oxycontin, where the pill, they used to break up the pill, mm-hmm. and it would it would break away the time release, yes. so they could snort it, mm-hmm. and it was driven out, but then the company changed it, so there's no longer a time release. Wait a second, am I saying that right? There's no longer, 
Yeah, it's a delayed you, release. Yeah, so yeah. that you can't use it for the, for basically Correct. snorting or whatever it is. I mean, it's just crazy the things that are out there. Look, I mean, people are in distress situation. They're in crisis. Yes. I feel bad. I'm not making fun of anybody whatsoever. I just, I'm just surprised to mm -hmm. even hear that one. It's yeah. a new one. And I haven't been on the street the last six years, and that, that's one I definitely not hear. And I don't even think, even think police officers on the street probably know about that one. All right, long story short, um, we're going we're gonna to be wrapping up in about a minute or two. Is there anything that I'm leaving out? I mean, the Biomines Project for Humanity is doing amazing stuff in the community. I didn't even realize that you're doing all this stuff in general. I feel bad I haven't come by you know, sooner. I'm glad you post these things so I see it and kind of jumping on it. But I, I, I mean, in my mind, you know, it's just a blessing for me to be a part of it and helping you, you know, even just getting the message out and um, educating people about these different things. And even though I posted on the different social media groups and getting some sponsors like Jessica over at Kindle and that sort. So, you know, I think uh, that's that's the great thing about social media these days. It doesn't cost any money to get the word out. Um, and there's so many different groups that are out there that you can get the message out. But anyway, so I really applaud you for all the work that you've done, you know, for helping the community and you're passionate. I mean, I know that you need funds and, and help. Yeah. Any any other one, that, anyone that's out there that wants help, Project for Humanity, it, it's nonprofit, right? Correct. Is it five hundred one c three? We are a five hundred one c three, and we're registered with the state as a five hundred one c three. Got it. So five hundred one c three. People don't know it is a tax write off if you want to make a donation. Absolutely. Reason why I'm a little bit familiar because I actually was a five hundred one c four back in the day for a neighborhood watch in the community back in New York City, but you were not able to write it off. It was a nonprofit, but you weren't able oh. to write off the taxes. So if someone wants to write off and save some money on your taxes, then basically Project for Humanity would be a great way of doing yes. it. Um, so I applaud anybody that wants to go out and basically help. You can stop by, um, again, your 912 East Sahara Avenue if you want to come by, see the location, see the facility, yes. meet with Shauna, Absolutely. and see exactly what she's doing in the community. If you have any ideas or suggestions about other events that you think that would be good, this would be a great time to let you know and I know. I'm, I think you covered it all. I don't know what I can well, imagine. One thing I haven't told you about that maybe a lot of people don't know is um, I am starting to work with the mayor. Um, she, and I, I get emotional when I say it, she, I, she did a proclamation and gave me my own holiday. So July 27th of every year is, is Shauna Gonzalez Day. Um, and July 27th? Mm -hmm. Okay. July 27th is the day our nonprofit founded. Okay. July 27th is the day I got married. Really? So, um, Did that just happen to coincide with the marriage day or no? Um, my nonprofit, everything just fell into place. I don't know how it happened, but it just fell into that date. Okay. Um, but she gave me that proclamation and we are starting to work more together in regards to the homeless. And so next year on the 27th of July, we're going to be holding a really big event um, to help the homeless and the mayor is going to hopefully be out there and it's just going to be huge. Got I don't it. want the day to be about me at all, mm -hmm. but um, it'll have my name. You know, I was going to say, just look at the date. July 27th happens to be a Wednesday. Normally I do the problem solver every week on a Thursday these days, but if you want to basically do an event here where you can come back on and then in the back here, luckily, uh, Sticky Pie Studio, everyone that's here, yeah. basically, um, we have a back room. And, and we had about 75 people at a recent event called Social Register. Wow. But if you want to do an event here and we can go live, we can bring people on the show, we can have some you know, food and drinks basically here. We could bring some VIPs or different people that help out um, and basically make a nice event. We could even do it on the 28th the next day if you're having an event on the 27th maybe for the people that help sponsor and maybe we could bring the sponsors on, you know, different people can hop in and out of how yeah. they've helped and you'll be here. We'll definitely we think chairs, of something. You know? Okay, cool. It's, um, I, I definitely want it to be a big day and I really want the mayor involved. So we're going to, we're going to work that out. So let's, let's put that on the calendar for July 28th, the Thursday. 2022. 2022. Yeah. 2022. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, put that down so that we can basically, I think what we should do is, Anyone that sponsors and helps your event, your events, the 27th. let's bring them here as a thank, a thank you. Yeah. And then we'll bring them on if they have different businesses, they can speak about what they've done for the year. Absolutely. And I we'll would have, love that. Well, and I'll sponsor it all in general to basically help thank you out. Thank you. I would love all of that. Yeah. So July 28th, 2022, we'll do like from 5 to 7.30 okay. food and drinks. Anyone that's a VIP that basically helps out Project for Humanity over the year, basically we'll be invited and we'll just kind of celebrate, you know, um, everyone's help and we'll go just from the there. community. I just want to, yeah, Got it. I really just want to, like I, like I posted in your post, um, collaboration solves problems and division causes them. Got so, it. um, I would like to collaborate with everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. As thank we, you, George. Thank you. As we wrap up, I'm David Kohlmeyer, the problem solver every single week. 
Um, we have, again, amazing guest, Shona Gonzalez, has been doing this uh, since 2015, helping people in the community. I don't, I don't know what more she can possibly do. She basically has everything covered um, to basically helping people in general. Again, she can be reached at 624-1888. Project for Humanity is located at 912 East Sahara. Project for Humanity, LV.org is on the screen. You can go there, help out. If you have some creative ideas, there's no reason to start another nonprofit when you have Project for Humanity helping people in Las Vegas. You can get involved. The place is available. You can do anything that you want to do to help in the community if you want to basically donate money or these different projects. I will list all of the events on theproblemsolver.vegas. It will also be on the Facebook page of The Problem Solver. And again, um, again, I'm Dave Kohlmeyer as The Problem Solver, as a retired police officer helping people. Uh, anytime you have a problem, anything that's small or big, I would love to help out, pay it forward. Again, I can be reached at 702-400-7474. I'll see you next week and be safe.